I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This is Play Me, your digital theater. We transform the hottest contemporary plays into bingeable audio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Tolley. Welcome to Play Me, your ticket to some of the hottest plays by award-winning playwrights. We're back with part two of Andrea Scott's drama, Controlled Damage, about iconic activist Viola Desmond. In part one, we meet a young Viola Desmond before her infamous 1946 incident in the whites-only section of a Nova Scotia movie theater. She's a young and ambitious woman born to a white mother and a black father and works hard as a teacher battling racism and unwanted sexual advances. She becomes a beautician with an entrepreneurial spirit and creates her own line of beauty products for black women. When she marries the love of her life, Jack, she struggles to balance her ambition with the expectations of a young wife. A note to our listeners. This play is set in the 1940s and contains a racial epithet as the show reflects the racism of the era. Listener discretion is advised. This is part two of Controlled Damage by Andrea Scott. You know, Vi, you make me look so good. I think I have a chance with Cary Grant. You stop over there. Since when you want to be kissing up to a white man? Cary Grant ain't white. He's a star. White, hot, and that makes him special. Now that I look like a movie star, too, I gotta take my chance. You're better than a movie star, Rosie, and too good for that man. You telling me you wouldn't put a little of that cream in your coffee if it sidled up to you? I am a married woman, Mrs. Reed. So am I. Tell me, though, you ever play pirate and stolen booty with him ever? You know, make things fun? He got that eye patch. Gotta keep it fun, right? Remember when I was a cheerleader? Sometimes, Marcel and me, to spice things up a bit, kids are asleep, right? And I squeeze into my old uniform and... Uh, You need Jesus, Rose. You know that, right? (laughs) Mmm, 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 mmm. Look at that chin. Just look at it. I loves my husband, but he don't have no chin. That mug gets as prickly and scratchy as every other man's. And don't forget he'd be asking you when supper's on before the honeymoon's over. I don't want to marry him, for goodness sake. But you're right. The real star is you, Mrs. Desmond. What do you mean? From Bloomfield High to Broadway and you came back? Nobody leaves Halifax for New York City and returns. It was Fifth Avenue, not Broadway, and I was in school. I was always going to come back. But why? Because this is my home and I'm not an actress. Neither are most of those gals we see on screen. You sure pretty enough to be one, though. 
How many colored actresses you see cozying up to Humphrey Bogart? There was Hattie McDaniel, the one who won the Oscar. What about her? She won an award for playing a slave. Just hold on and suck in. I, I think she was a maid. A maid who was a slave. Same thing. Stop being so stuck up. Colored people can do better than that, Rose. I'm not being stuck up. Well, what about that other colored actress, Butterfly McQueen? She was in Gone with the Wind and your favorite, Mildred Pierce. Oh, yes. Joan Crawford, a woman who'll do anything for her work and family, even if they are ungrateful. Amen. And some of the best lines. Personally, Vita's convinced me that crocodiles... Alligators. Uh, right. Personally, Vita's convinced me that alligators have the right idea. They eat. They're young. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now, I'm having another little gator. No. Really? I wanted to keep it to myself for a bit. But I couldn't sit in this chair and not tell my best gal. You did my hair for my wedding. I come to you every month. And I am planning on being as beautiful as possible during this final pregnancy. Final? You sure? More Baptists, not Catholic. And I don't think I could handle a fifth. Hold that thought, Rosie. Vi's Beauty Shop, how can I help you? You're speaking to the owner. Yes, that's me. How can I assist you today? Mm-hmm. I've created a face powder for dark skin tones and a few other products for colored women. Yes, I made it. Of course, I can drive it up to you next week, Saturday, November 9th. Wonderful. Okay, then. Three cases. Thank you. Goodbye. Lady Rockefeller, look at you. That's my third order this month. This one's in Sydney. Road trip for you and Jack, then. I don't need Jack. You know what I mean. Do I? He has his barbershop, and I have this beauty shop. And to teach school, and make cosmetics, and... Rose, he doesn't need to come with me. I need businesses to respect me, and that can't happen with Jack hovering around while I'm trying to sell my products. So, when do you get time to be a wife? Not you two. Oh, honey, <laughs> you never get time off from being a ball and chain. Eight hours in the car by yourself? Sounds like heaven. All that time to hear yourself think. I can't even imagine. But Chateau Va, by the way, on the bundle of joy coming your way. Why, thank you. Afternoon. My name is Rose Reed. Sandy Pink. But you can call me Miss Sandy. Everyone else does. Even my husband. Every time I come in here, I hear you ladies talking. I know it ain't gossip. Well, I don't know about that. No, no, no. I mean, I hear the occasional thing, but for the most part, you ladies are in the know about the world outside of Halifax. For some people, it's all about what's happening over at the Browns, or what the minister may have gotten wrong on Sunday's sermon. Who's backsliding? Preach! Yes, the war <laughs> is over, but that doesn't mean serious things have come to a stop. Have you seen the newest member of the Montreal Royals? Are you really talking to us about sports? I thought you were concerned with important issues. Sports are important, Mrs. Desmond. When my husband turns on the game, I get a few hours to myself. But I heard that the Montreal Royals hired a colored player named Jack Robinson. But we call him Jackie. You know about this. I keep up. A colored player on a white team. What a country. It ain't perfect, Vi. No, it ain't. But here I am in a colored beauty parlor. Maybe I'm a trailblazer, too. 
trailblazer or troublemaker? <laughs> What's the difference? <sighs> Violet Desmond, you are a magician. The Houdini of hair. <laughs> that has a nice ring to it. Didn't Houdini die real bad? Okay, okay. It's time for me to pull a disappearing act and go home. Ugh, my goodness, they put ugly men on our money. Ooh, can I bum one? Wash and set two weeks today? You got it, darling. Take care, Vi. You too. Light? Absolutely. Thanks, Miss Sandy. My pleasure, darling. And Cary Grant's okay, but he doesn't hold a candle to Randolph Scott. <laughs> I'd saddle that horse any day. That woman is bonkers. It's the crazy ones we should listen to. And Randolph Scott is pretty dishy. I suppose. You know what? You do look sweet. Today, we're talking about pressing, or straightening, as some people call it. Now, who here has used a hot comb or had one used on them? Come up here. Now look at this. When did this burn by your ear happen, Candace? It's happened so many times I've lost count. I probably sneezed or something. How long have you been straightening your hair? Since I was real little, I couldn't wait to get out of pigtails. Well, whoever's holding that hot comb needs a steadier hand. Ouch. You can sit down now. Thank God we don't need a stove to do our client's hair anymore. Now, before we wash and condition the hair, we apply G.A. Brandy's Hair Cream. It's a hair refining cream made up of... Oh, my goodness. Such tiny writing. Uh, sodium hydroxide. But just call it relaxer. When we apply the cream, what we're doing is breaking down the natural strength in black hair in order to make it smooth and manageable, which is called controlled damage. But don't even think of putting this on a customer's head and chatting with their girlfriends on the other side of the beauty shop. Any longer than 30 minutes, and you're going to have an angry, bald woman on your hands, and none of us want that. <laughs> she could always wear wigs. A wig should be a choice, not a band-aid solution for your mistake. But if you lose all your hair, it's not the end of the world because there are so many to pick, right? Try not to see the wig as a problem solver. I don't want you to be thinking about covering up mistakes. Get it right the first time. Class is over and I have to get on the road to Sydney. Have a good weekend and I'll see you next week. Need some help, Mrs. Desmond? Thank you, Laura. Just take 12 jars of the face powder from the cupboard and put it in that box over there for me. You know, you're getting a bit scruffy in the kitchen there. I beg your pardon? Back here. It's called the kitchen. It's always the hardest place to smooth the naps. I could clean it up for you, put you in a chair, give you a quick touch-up. No, thank you. I won't charge you. I can afford to pay you. But I won't charge you. Mrs. Desmond, I don't want you to straighten my hair. I like it the way it is. Oh. My mama makes me straighten it because she thinks natural hair looks messy. Hmm. She's right. Pardon? Our hair is unmanageable and difficult. Uh, the hot comb, relaxer, they've been created to make things so much easier. Our hair? Your hair looks pretty straight. Oh, this takes work in the morning. 
If I don't do anything, it's a big, curly mess. I'm colored just like you. Like me. It looks more professional. Don't you want to look like Rita Hayworth? I'm a colored girl. I'll never look like Rita Hayworth. Besides, if God made me in his image, then I should be okay, right? Don't take the Bible so literally. God helped us develop the hot comb and relaxing cream to work out the kinks. There's nothing wrong with tiny improvements. Mrs. Desmond, I respect you, but I disagree. Excuse me. I think you're a wonderful teacher. And this, I've been looking everywhere for a loose powder that matches my color, and you made it. And look at that jar with your face on it, too. But it's just hard for me to accept that there's something wrong with how I look. There's nothing wrong with how you look. I never said that. You don't have to say it. You teach us how to straighten our hair to look like white people. No, I don't. And if you feel so strongly, why are you taking this class? Because changing how you look can be the most wonderful feeling in the world. My mom is so happy when she comes home after being in your shop. What you do for colored women is important, yes, but some of us are happy with our nappy kitchens and kinks. Really? Yes. You may not believe me, but it's for your own good. I never said kinky hair is ugly. I just think straight hair looks neater. I hate being told that something I don't like is for my own good. I know you think of yourself as colored, like me, but we're not the same, Mrs. Desmond, not at all. I have to go now. Laura. I know I sound naive, but why should it matter so much how you look when you're smart enough to do the job? I mean, it's bad enough that white people look down on us. Why colored people have to join in, you know? I gotta get home, but you have a good weekend and safe trip to Sydney. Well, I got good news and bad news. What you want first? My mama always says good news sleeps till noon, so tell me the bad news. Your car's got a little indigestion, and we plumb out of Pepto. Uh, no. Nah, I can fix it, but we don't have the parts here. Where am I, anyway? New Glasgow, ma'am. Pepto County. You coming or going? I was on my way to Sydney, but... You're not from here, are you? No, Halifax. Big city girl. You drive all the way here without your husband? It's not that far. I can handle it. Okay. All right. Well, Sydney's a good foe. Four and a half hours from here. And I won't be able to get the par for a spell. I can have you fixed up good by nine tonight. Is that all right? I guess it's going to have to be. I'll stay the night in the motel and come by in the morning. What's there to do in New Glasgow for fun? Any good eating? Nah. We a small town, man. Why don't you take in a picture? You like movies? I sure do. We've got a real pretty picture place called the Roseland. Even got a balcony. How about you go to the pictures tonight? Great idea. You wouldn't happen to know what's playing, would you? Oh, yeah. The Dark Mirror starring Olivia de Havilland. It's a trailer where she plays two twins uh, uh, and... Don't spoil it. Thank you, Maddie. I'll see you in a bit. Here you go. And a little tip for your time.
I'm sorry, miss. You're sitting in the wrong seat. I have my ticket stub right here. No, you're not allowed to sit here. I'm sorry? I, I don't understand. You paid for a balcony ticket? It's more expensive down here. I can pay the difference. Hold on. Here you go. Coloreds don't sit down here. You have to sit in the balcony. Shh. Madam. Madam. Madam, you need to go upstairs. Please, just let me watch the movie. I'm not doing anything wrong. The defendant, Viola Irene Desmond. You're charged with violating the Provincial Theatre, Cinematographs, and Amusements Act, and hereby found guilty of defrauding the province of Nova Scotia of one cent. Fine, $20. In addition to paying proprietor Henry McNeil's court costs, totaling $26. If the defendant cannot or will not pay the fine, they shall henceforth spend no less than 30 days in jail. Court dismissed. We'll be right back. I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. You understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I can't help but wonder if a small part of you thinks you are a little bit better than other people. I spent the night in jail. You are educated, pretty, light-skinned businesswoman. You can't say that there isn't a small part of you that wants a little special treatment. Getting to choose where I sit isn't wanting special treatment. I always sit on the main floor at the movies. Yeah, but different towns have different rules. Canada is Canada. Not if you're a Negro. I'd have gotten all the colored people to sit on the main level if it was possible. But what if they didn't want to? What if they were happy in the balcony? Maybe they'd hate sitting downstairs so close to the whites. How would they know that, Jack? They never get the chance because they're not allowed We should be able to sit wherever we want, no matter who owns the business. And there wasn't a sign at that theater. In New York, there are signs everywhere. Whites only, coloreds only, but here... It's understood. Not by me, it isn't. Nothing's going to change. Whites stick with whites, and we keep to our kind. Tell my parents that. Your family's different. And you know, there really isn't any harm in the races staying together as long as you... Don't rock the boat. I know. You've made that clear. You want to be mad at me? Be mad at me. But you wouldn't have that limp if you stayed home instead of driving all the way to Sydney by yourself. Your hip wouldn't be paining you if you just got up when they asked you. They never asked me. Okay, they didn't ask you. But why would they? You forgot yourself, girl. You forgot that some white people hate us. I just can't believe something like that could happen in Canada to me. I never wanted you to keep up this hairdressing in the first place, and this proves I was right. Now, I'm a man with a wife who's been to jail, and that $20 fine. If I didn't pay the fine, I'd still be in jail. Would that have been better? 
I thank God you had the money to get out of there. Lord knows most Negroes would have to sit in that cell until the 30 days were up. We are blessed. We're business owners. We have money. This has nothing to do with being blessed. You're hurting. And I understand. But I ask you again that you take it to the Lord in prayer. You know he doesn't give us more than we can handle. You're the strongest woman I've ever met. And this won't break you. Anger won't help the bruises on your body heal any faster, but prayer might be the balm you need. And you know, all this chinning and worrying ain't solving anything. It's late. You're tired, and so am I. You'll feel better after a good night's sleep. Okay. I think I'll make myself a glass of warm milk first. Turn down the bed for me. I'll be right in. says take it to the Lord in prayer. Lord have mercy, this has been hard to bear. When you feel like you're never enough and, and they tell you you're too much. What's a prayer going to do for me now that I can't do for myself? I'm a troublemaker in their eyes, but I have no reason to apologize. He says take it to the Lord in prayer. Lord of mercy, this has been hard to bear when you feel like you're never enough and, and they tell you you're too much. What's a prayer going to do for me now that I can't do for myself? I'm a troublemaker in their eyes, but I have no reason to apologize because I did nothing wrong. I'm just asking. I know what you're asking. No, no, you don't. My question is, uh, why does she have to go back to court about it, huh? She charged and paid the fine. That's it. It's done. Move on, man. She done suffered enough. It's not bad enough that she has to deal with ugly in New Glasgow where she don't even live. But she have to make a fuss and cause trouble here? Oh, man. Move on. I think misery loves company. I agree. You agree? Ha, you see that? I got some support over here. She uppity. What? She one of them light-skinned gals that thinks that what happens to her happens to all of us. And we all know that ain't true. No, we don't know what she's been through. She's been discriminated against just like us. Like us. You and me. You got a college education. He's right. I mean, I but only nodded to her when I go to Jack's barbershop. She tiny, too. When you say tiny, what do you mean? You know, little. Real small. Like, like, yay high. So she's a midget. No, man. She's not a midget. She's about this big. No bigger than my Jenny. How old is she now? 13 next month. Christmas baby. Yeah, February was long and cold, you know. <laughs> so, uh, imagine two white men putting their hands on your Jenny. Imagine Listen, it. Viola, she's nice and all, but she has airs. Went to some fancy school. Who here can afford to do that? None of us upstanding, law-abiding Negroes. I don't like that word. What word? Negro. Well, that's what you is, ain't you? No. I'm a colored man. <laughs> In the States, they got the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, not Negro. What's wrong with Negro? 
It's better than coon and way better than nigger. Negro is a slave owned by the master. We all came from slaves. Nothing to be ashamed of. I'm from loyalist stock. Yeah, they came from slaves. Freed men. Oh man, you just like that Desmond woman. Forgot who you are. Color, Negro, Coon, Darky, Gollywog. Gollywog? Yeah, that's what the Brits called us during the war. Whites ain't never gonna call us what we want, which is our God-given name. That God-given name is our slave name given to us by our owners. You know that, right? You think too much and worry about things that ain't a problem. If I want to go to the movie, eat buttered popcorn, and kick back, I don't want to do it sitting next to some white man who cut me as soon as say howdy duty to me. That woman just had to make a point. And what point was it? You know, I have no idea. She wasn't going to change anyone's mind about letting Negroes sit downstairs. I like sitting with Negroes. You're my people. Right. You don't want to sit with us? Then I got to ask, what's wrong with me and right with white people? And and uh, Pittman? Yeah, brother. You got a spare 30 cents so I can catch a picture. I hear the big sleep is playing. Let me make it 40, because you're going to want some popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> you ever think that instead of blaming her for wanting more than what we got, we should blame the ones who are putting it in front of us and telling us we can't have it? She got more than all of us, man. I got no problem with Jack. That's a good man and cut my hair fine. But the fact is, they don't want for what we want. Jack is running his barbershop and she right there alongside him running her beauty parlor. It ain't cheap for ladies to go get their hair done. So, Blas got plenty of business. And don't forget the school. Ah, that's right. She also teaches school. So when you step back, you see money going into their pockets from barbering. Hairdos. And teaching. And they ain't got no picnic neither. That's right. How long they been married? Gotta be more than 10 years now. Ha! And all that money goes to them. Her fight, it's hers, I, I tell you. Cause Jack ain't got no part of that either. It's not mine. I'm not fighting to eat out in some diner. My Gladys can cook 100 times better than any of them so-called cooks and restaurants that don't want my money. Pittman, you fought for this country. Don't you think you deserve to be allowed to go into a diner and have a cup of coffee? Deserve ain't got nothing to do with it. What do I want is what you should be asking. Viola thinks she knows what I want, and she don't. I don't think Everything she, she does is for her. She's not thinking about her husband, and she ain't thinking about us. And when she wouldn't sit with the other niggas, she was saying something. Uh-huh. That we should have the right to sit where we want. No! She's saying she better than us. Them half-cast. Stop! You know I'm right. What I know is the fish rust from the head. Say what? While we hacking like crabs in a bucket trying to drag our own people down, there was a much worse problem at the top. And it's white men in power telling colored people what they can and can't do that's causing all these problems. They like us when we quiet and fight amongst ourselves because the minute we stop, look up, and ask for a little bit more, then they're in trouble. We ain't asking for the whole pie. We just want a slice. Listen to this nigga talking about crabs and pie. <laughs> Regular Shakespeare. <laughs> Fair for some should be fair for all. That's it. I'm tired. So tired of being the good colored boy. You just watch it with that talk, you hear? People will start thinking you're some kind of communist or something. Now, I I'm not saying you're right. I I'm not saying you're wrong. Just keep it down and don't rock the boat, hmm? We fine. We just fine. 
She does have pretty hair, though. That she does. Good hair. You've done a fine job with the tree, Vi. Hmm. It just needs one more thing. Presents? Soon. I'm gonna add a popcorn garland. I thought that popcorn was for me. So I can listen to you moan about kernels stuck in your teeth? No, sir. I've got the needle and thread already. We can do it together. Oh, right. I invited the Olivers over for tea. Jack, how are you doing? You're looking a little shaggy there, Reverend. Need me to clean you up while you're here? Now you see this? This is a real businessman drumming up business on a personal call. Can we get you some tea and warm you up a bit? Thank you. That would be lovely. I'm happy you're here. I know we just saw you at church a few days ago, but I think we could use your prayers tonight. Yes, we know about New Glasgow and we're here to support her. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Thank you for praying for us. Jack, think about James 2.20. But wilt thou know, vain man, that faith without works is dead? What about it? We want Viola to fight to overturn the conviction against her. Vi? How do you want to fight where you don't even know the rules? They convicted you in less than 18 hours. Jim Crow may not be official in Scotia, but it's here. Sometimes I wish I was still in the States because at least I'd know where I stand there. Here they just make it up as they go along. If you was in the South, you wouldn't have made it out of that jail alive. Be grateful it was just some bruises. See? I'm sorry you feel that way. At what point do we say enough? Is it when she or you don't make it home one night because you upset the wrong person? You and Vi are valuable, respected citizens in this community. Bill and me won't sit back and let this happen again. At least not without a fight. It's not safe, is all. It's just not safe. The Nova Scotia National Association for the Advancement of Colored People is behind Viola and we've got all court costs covered. We even have a lawyer. Is he a Negro? No. Colored lawyers are as hard to find as colored nurses. If you don't fight, who will? Sometimes disobedience is the only path. But we can't do it alone. But what do we want? What are you hoping to gain from this besides angry people in town? Who's going to be angry? White folks, for a start. Everything's being fine. We get along. Things are quiet. Everything is not fine. Being tolerated isn't enough? As long as we stay silent and let people disrespect our right to live with dignity, we're going to our graves unhappy, dissatisfied, and broken. What about forgiveness? What about it? Forgiveness isn't absolution, Jack. I just don't know what we're going to gain from taking this to court. Freedom. Freedom from what? Nobody said life was supposed to be easy, Vi. No, but it shouldn't be so hard just to live, either. I want what everyone wants, and that's to live. Really live in this world, in this town, with my husband, and hopefully one day our kids can go wherever they want without having to worry about their safety. I'm not trying to start a war. I'm trying to do the right thing. This is bigger than you two. It's a movement, and we need as much support as possible. Are you with us? You know I grew up in New Glasgow, right? It's a small town filled with some good people, but they hide or stand by when violence happens. I can count on one hand how many times I was called Negro instead of nigger in that town. But it was home. 
White men just love beating the tar out of us. That was their entertainment. I watched them build the Roseland Theater and never thought I would ever be able to see a movie there, but I did. Yes, it wasn't a balcony, but at least I was there. And for once, I was above the white people. I hoped that the theater would keep them boys from chasing me every day. But no, because it cost money to go to the pitches and they didn't have a pot to piss in. And hell, beating a nigga is free. Jim Crow was alive and well in parts of Scotia, and the law don't think there's anything wrong with that. So how can we win? Maybe we won't, but we have to try. Take my hand, Jack. Come on, everyone. Through you, we will push down our enemies. Through your name, we will trample those who rise up against us. For I will not trust in my bow, nor shall my sword save me. But you saved us from our enemies and have put to shame those who hated us. In God, we boast all the day long and praise your name forever. Amen. Amen. Jack? You've just listened to part two of Controlled Damage by Andrea Scott. Part three is available now on Play Me and on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. Controlled Damage was written by Andrea Scott it was directed by Nigel Sean Williams. The play featured Deborah Castrilli, Megan Swaby, Sarah Richardson, Taylor Olson, Nathan D. Simmons, and Jeremiah Sparks. This episode's sound design, edit, and mix are by Chris Tolley. The world premiere of Control Damage was produced by Neptune Theatre in association with B. Currents Performing Arts. Thanks for listening. We'd love to know what you think about Play Me. You can email us at playme at cbc.ca. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Theater or Instagram at PlayMePodcast. Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley in partnership with CBC Podcasts. A special thanks to our CBC producers, Sarah Clayton, Cecil Fernandez, and Tanya Springer. The executive producer of CBC Podcasts is R.F. Norani. Our senior director is Leslie Merklinger. Play Me is funded by the Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. Play Me is an Expect Theatre production. For more information about our plays, please visit playmepodcast.com. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.